right, what's up, people? Welcome back to the Common Sense Collective. It's your boy E on the mic. It's been too long, and we got Lamar in the house. What up? What up? Lamar, man, tell me something good, Doc. Tell me what is going on, bro? Bro, man. Life is, uh, life's been interesting in 2020 lately. Just thinking about life in general and, like, where you need to go after this. It's, life has just been interesting. Like... It's, it, there you go. It's like your best friend. You don't know where where shit's gonna go. Boy, boy, boy. Life used to say it'll be okay, and, and suggest little nice things I could do. <laughs> and when I go home at night and lay my head down, all I can think about is all the L's I took. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes me want to leave hey, the year I'm with. Life is about L's. That's why it starts with it. That's a very valid point. Mm-hmm. Life I'm, is about L's. I'm looking like the Cowboys in the playoffs, man. Oh. Straight L's. Done. Hey, you take those L's so that you eventually get excellence at the end. I mean, you can excel and fail. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a part of the journey, right? Yeah, man. Hey, you know what? Even if you're a loser, you're a winner at failure. So, hey, that we we all hey, win. You fail the hardest, you succeed the best. Kind of is what, is what the thought process is, at least. Not always, but... If you fail the hardest, you succeed the best. Yeah. If you can come back, tell the Cleveland, tell the Cleveland Browns that shit. Yeah, well. <laughs> boys, boys, and see Mo ass in a portage on on a construction hey, site, a part, son. That's a part of their journey. <laughs> that is a part of their journey. <laughs> they, they didn't walk, they, bro. How many miles do you have to walk with toilet paper on the bottom of your shoe that just won't Ask come off? Ask the Jews. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Nope. We may have to edit that one out, folks. <laughs> we may have to edit that one. Though. I mean, well, I'm too small for the FCC to really pay attention to it, but don't want any uh wooden. You know, I'm just gonna leave that one alone. Plus, I'm singing dreidel, dreidel, dreidel. Well, boy, boy. You know what, Lamar? Well, it's good to know that on that uh, first class, we could just got a first class uh, ticket to on the train to hell. So uh, at least we'll be comfortable drinking uh, Molotov cocktails on ice. Hey, man. <laughs> Whatever keeps me warm in the hot tub. Oh, man, man, man. Well, yeah. But I was just thinking, you know, we uh, we were talking right now. We're jamming some old school 90s, uh, 90s music. And the, the, the 90s were amazing for music and love. But, you know, we, we're, really, we're really diving into this, you know, because we feel as if, you know, the 90s, com- 90s completely fooled us about what dating was in the real world, you know? And I feel like it was all, I'm going to bring you flowers. I'm going to love you forever when it really just wasn't the case, you know? They embellished on the smallest part about it, which, I mean, is an exciting part about it, but it's still an embellishment because this is, that's not the day-to-day shit that you're going to deal with every day. No. But how do you, at the same time, to their defense, how do you sing about that? You become too short. Or UGK. What's my favorite <laughs> word? <laughs> B- <laughs> you become too short of UGK. But you, I feel like that's the only way to do it then. You got to rap about it at that point. Man, man, man. It's just. You got to rap about it at that point. Because at that point, you're, you're dealing with. You're trying to get a lot of things out. Because there's a lot of in between with those R&B shit. There's a lot in between. What you mean? Meaning that, like, 
Chris Brown can sing about the love part and you making love and meeting the person for the first time and getting there. But the only time that that plays out in a music video setting is if it's a one night stand. Otherwise, not a one night stand. Let me let me take that back. All right. If you meet somebody the first time and you go from meeting that person from the first time that you guys have ever seen each other to smashing, that's the only way that it works in a music video. Oh, you mean when y'all go, y'all go, y'all go. you go the distance. Yeah, you go, you go to the yeah, diner yeah, for coffee and run. all of a sudden they're the one and you hit a home run. You don't know what bases are. Yeah, yeah, I can disagree with that. So that's the only way that you actually feel that. But other than that, there's a lot of in-betweens of you like, hey, good morning. I don't really care, but I'm saved just because, you know, it gets a reaction. It keeps it going. It yeah. keeps the people moving. It is, that's what it is. Bruh, like, I, I got I got over the whole good. And you know, you know, when like, you know, when people say, you ever heard the term tearing the soul out of you? <laughs> yeah, like the good mornings and all that stuff, dude. I, I used to do that stuff religiously. Like, good morning, beautiful, and all that. And I ran into a woman that didn't really like that. Really? And it was strange. Yeah, didn't really like it. Different upbringing, different, hung around different people. Definitely wasn't their traditional uh, type of What made upbringing. her not like that, though? Like She what? had a terrible ass upbringing. Like one of the like very, very intense child abuse spouse parent uh, abuse in the household domestic violence so just what did that terrible do to her then like when you said good morning what was she that didn't like no you just didn't respond to it mm. didn't respond to it what you know there's some people that are very cheery and bright yeah she just wasn't one of those people but the reality is that based on she was like you know some people have you know, i've dated some women that were like you know the sorority girls that were really girly girly hey called me a princess and all this stuff then you have the people that are much more grounded in reality and it's like you know think about the time in your life and now that you know exactly what i'm talking about think about the time in your life when you realized that shit was raw and then not every shit wasn't sweet all the time and even though we want things to work out sometimes you get flat out shit on well, we may have seen that early, I mean, maybe 14, 15, but if you have somebody that's been seeing that since six and seven, yeah, then true. their mind is going to be completely warped. So I, it took me, I'm, I'm a little loud. It took me a while. I'm going to talk a little bit lower. It took me a while to understand like depression. Like one of my the first serious relationships I was dealing with a girl that had depression. Mm-hmm. It took me to date another two, two or three women later to date another woman that had depression for me to really understand the idea of, um, the idea of not being able to get out of bed or feeling like gravity is just weighing you down that you don't want to move. Right. And, you know, if you've been dealing with these hard decisions you've had to make and these really rough experiences since, oh, you yeah. know, yeah. yeah, since seven or eight is going to change the way you look at things. Now, there does come a point where if you want to be a successful and fruitful human being, you have to go to therapy and you have to get trained on how to deal with these things successfully so that you can live a normal life. True. But... At the end of the day, like, and it's something that took me a while to get. You have to understand that not everyone's going to have the same perspective. And it took me years to really get the fact that why can't you just do this? Why can't you just do that? Well, they, oh, he, um, not he, not gay. She, um, <laughs> damn. Nah, she can't, she can't understand that because I came up in a household where before my dad passed, my mom and dad were married 40, 43 years. And they they went through hard times. My mom was gonna leave my dad because my dad used to drink and my dad used to get violent. I think I tell you about a couple. Yeah, you told me. That yeah, before. so I went through that. But otherwise, my dad was one of the most loving and caring men that's provided for his household. But and but my dad always 
he would work somewhere for X amount of time and get laid off, work for some X amount of time and get laid off. So it was hard times. So mm -hmm. it wasn't always easy, but there was love there. And I never forget waking up in the morning as a kid and seeing them discussing bills and stuff on Saturday morning, trying to figure out how they were going to pay bills because mm -hmm. they didn't have the money. When you grow up in that type of household, you have certain expectations for your relationships and how you deal with people. And you don't necessarily know how to deal with people with chaos. So you have to give a little bit, but at the same time, you're, I have my own expectations. So if you just a clusterfuck or a dumpster fire, I understand you've gone through such and such and this and that. But at the same time, if you want this situation to work, this is what you're going to have to do. And some women and guys too, because more, more, some of the guys are moist and overly sensitive and can't deal with situations. Moist. <laughs> moist. Moist. They, I mean, I, I hate to use that term, but I mean, ultimately, when I say moist, I look at guys that deal with life situations like the teenagers. It'll ultimately, you have to be able to handle very yourself. Choice. You have very to be true. able to adapt and evolve. That's, that's and if a you very like valid analogy of how you would you would see that moist is that that that's that sweet boys. Like, yeah, you are fresh out, honestly. If if you want to go all the way to it, you were straight out the di out the dick right now, like you ain't even Damn. hit the egg yet. <laughs> Damn it, man! Hmm? Boys, here fresh out the damn ball sack. <laughs> Creep. But no, man. Um, we well, we got on the we, we got we got on the tangent there. We were talking about the nineties. The nineties were all about love and. You know, like I'm going to marry you and make you my wife. But and I feel like it also played in the fact that people were happy. It kind of like brought people to feel happier about like. I mean, I'm not gonna say I don't, I don't know because I was a kid during that time. But I'm not gonna say that it was probably perfect times for people. Like they were going through shit. Like you were still going through like people stopping, like stopping frisk and shit like that. Like stop you on the street and all that. So. But it, it definitely made you feel better about what was going on at the time. Yeah. Boy, them shirts look comfortable as hell. <laughs> look at that. Look at that. Look at all that silk. Yeah, boy. <laughs> ooh, boy, you that know that feel good on the skin after a fresh shower. <laughs> boy, you know it's cool to the touch. You know it's cool to the touch. Then imagine you have a fan. Imagine you have a fan on. And it just, oh, yeah, just. Oh, just flowing in all the right places. Mm. <laughs> you know, that's really what I felt like when I woke up this morning because I went to sleep real early last night. Oh, nice. Like, I went to sleep maybe probably around like 9.30. Damn, that's surprising. Yeah, I, went, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The night before, I went to sleep at 8.30. Damn, but you working too hard, so that's, yeah, that no, is. that's exactly what it is. That's another story. Anyway, hmm? I, I, went to, <laughs> I went to sleep like at 9.30 last night. Uh, woke up around like 4. And like ticked around for a little bit, like on Instagram, then hit my uh, my calm app. Actually, like did it the right way this time. Like sat up and did it. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'm good. And I went and took a nap. I like from like seven to like nine thirty. And I was like, I'm good. I feel good about this. That's the most sleep I've had in a very long time. Man. Bro, let me get me started. That shit felt so fucking good. Then I went and got up and cut my hair. Nice. I see you with a fresh fade. Yeah, I wasn't planning on it, but I wasn't planning on a fade, but I was planning on a, on a fade, just not this fade. 
Oh yeah, whoa, 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 where have I been? I just noticed that you cut the hair. Why'd yeah. you cut it? Cause I fucked up the fade. Oh okay. <laughs> Damn. Damn Lamar, man, get you a number nine and a number seven and a number five, man. I know, man. I fucked up. The fade. <laughs> I'm like, wait I a didn't minute. Have the, I didn't have all the tools, and I fucked it up. I didn't know that that until so literally mad. just now. I was so fucking mad about the whole thing. I was, I was, like, I was doing it, and I just, I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna give up. I'm gonna fix it. I kept going. I was like, I'm not walking around with this shit on my head. <laughs> like, fuck it. Damn. Fuck it. Save it. And it worked for you. It does, but I wanted to keep the hair. I bought picks. I bought combs and everything. And I'm like, damn, I'm not going to use that for my beard. Man, I can't do the beard. You can't? I mean, well, I can do the beard, but the neck beard, I can't. I mean, well, really. You got to trim this part all the time, though. It really just depends, you know. You don't want people to to say you're not looking professional, like it's happened to a couple of people we know. Yeah. I wish somebody would this, tell me this that. Is, this is why. This is where I'm at with that. Like, if my performance does not say enough for for me to look the way I want to look, then we are not a good fit. You know what I want? I'm gonna use acronyms. I want BM with FB. To walk in one of these meetings with a Black Lives Matter shirt on and a leopard print do-rag. That's what I want. <laughs> That's what I want. And I will text him and he will he will probably do it. He will he will he would do it. And they won't tell him anything. They won't. <laughs> and they I would won't. love it. They won't. They won't because that that's who they are. That's who that's who FB is, but like you I don't feel like I could do that here no. and, and without anybody saying anything. No. You know what, bro? And honestly, that would be the, that would be the out. That'd be the way out. What would be the way out? The way out would be to like when you already know that you're like, "All right, I'm moving on. I already got something lined up. Mm -hmm. I'm about to go." It would be like you you walk into a meeting like that. And then somebody pull you to the side after that and be like, "Hey, you can't come in the meetings like this." And you'd be like, hey, I don't give a fuck <laughs> how you think I should walk in the One meetings. foot out of the door. Yeah. One I foot don't out give of the door. a fuck how you think this should work. And then you, and then their face does whatever their face does. And then you walk away. And then you have another conversation. And then that person is like, hey, you can't say that to that person. And then you'd be like, I don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> either, either. <laughs> Man, I don't, I don't care. It's just interesting. It's interesting what scares people. And that's one thing I've always, you know, you know, I had this conversation a couple, uh, couple years back. Cause like I said, when you work in Southwest Louisiana is right, of course, next to Southeast Texas and the golden triangle region of Texas, 45 pounder. The Golden Triangle region of Texas is one of the more uh, racist regions in Texas. Orange, orange, uh, orange, violet, orange. You said port. South what? Southeast uh, Texas. Why is that? Because they rednecks. I mean, a lot of them. Is that by, is Texas, is Texas, uh, Texas, it's the Gulf, right? Yes, yeah, right along the Gulf it's Coast. It's right along the Gulf? Mm -hmm. That makes sense. That's what, they had slaves. Probably, yeah. <laughs> 
Well, the Texas had these issues with Hispanics, but we know we get into that. Well, yeah, that's a, that's a whole nother. Remember story. the Alamo? I mean, <laughs> they went. I mean, but Texas is Mexico essentially. So, but you so, can't tell people that live yeah, there that because yeah. they don't want to hear that reality. Yeah, exactly. But <clears throat> I got in conversations because people ask me, "Why do y'all wear do rags on your heads?" Who would you have that conversation? With? Some people in Texas. I didn't know he had a book. Yeah, the people that was working there, and uh, and when I was working there. And I've had to explain to them, a do-rag is just like a bandana. It holds your hair in place. So the fact that you are okay with a guy wearing a, a bandana with rubber flags on it, but you are f- somehow afraid of me because I have a, a black do-rag on, like, look, man. and it's, That's straight talk shit, though. I mean, it's like television teaches people. And, well, I, I mean, I, I'm... Television does, too, but families do even more. Man, it's yes. I'm still watching YouTube. No, don't pause. Unpause. Don't be a douche. Did it really do that? It really did. I didn't know that it did that. Yeah, it does. It's like nah, yeah. You, you got to pay for it for it to be like nah. I'm mm. just keep. I'm gonna keep it going because I'm making my money off of it. But no, <clears throat> another thing is like uh, <clears throat> one thing that got me, and it's like when per- it's like and then, you know you ever had a white person. Like, I'm going to say white people because most Hispanic people that. Did something drop in your room? I feel like something. That was probably upstairs. You sure? Yeah, I didn't have anything that could fall. I don't know, man. I just, I didn't drop it, but it was heavy. It'd be all right. <laughs> but, uh, nah, man, uh, I was, um, this is what, this is one of the things that got me was, um. Pause, by the way. Never mind. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll go. We'll do some post <laughs> I said pause because I was like, I didn't. I was like, I don't know what that was, but it fell. I dropped it. I didn't. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Never mind. But, uh, no, I never forget. This is uh, when the president, Barack Obama, first got uh, elected. Somebody made a joke to me and said, it's no, lo- it's no longer called nigger rigging, it's called a professional solution. Wow. And these are the and but like when people say like there's a racist shit like in East Texas do you still have people with nooses being hung in bathrooms and shit? Are you serious? Yeah, and and it has a, there's a business at home called Three Topia, black owned business. They were hanging nooses outside their businesses. That's why I like these little pricks, these little motherfuckers that won't speak to me. Mm-hmm. Dude, look, man. I don't work around the reddest of the Knicks, all right? <laughs> the reddest of the Knicks. You know, your little bitch-made shit doesn't bother me. I didn't work around I motherfuckers. I it entertaining, and I, I, and I and egg it on sometimes just because. You know you know why they're mad? You, you know why they're mad, I but can, Lamar, mean. can I tell them why they're mad? Can I mean. tell the audience why they're mad? Tell them why they because mad. we walk around with a damn iPad instead of a fucking sledgehammer. Mm-hmm. That's why they're mad. We have a we have we have a blue hard hat on. We walk around chilling while they in the sun sweating, running it, running. And, and I tell you, hey, question. stop what you're doing and go do something. And most of these people do not like that. It's just real. Mm, that's very true. I hate to say, I mean, I know I don't hate to say it because it's a reality, man. It's like you know, and that's why you hate that the fact that you can't speak the truth sometimes. I mean, exactly. I've been in multiple, but that's why, I like you know, when I'm on a construction site. If I see somebody that looks like me and the brother's working in the field, I make it I make it a point. Hey, how you doing, man? I speak to them. Mm-hmm. 
because ultimately there's always I've noticed there's always been a disconnect between people in the field and people that in the office like I've always worked in the field but I have a degree mm-hmm. that being said I'm walking around with drawings and paper I'm not dead shoveling True. but it takes it it's all about respect man like just like the concrete guys I, I know I've learned to uh, I greet all those men by name how you doing mister 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 I don't call that man by the first name that man's old enough to be my damn dad mm-hmm. you show these guys respect and they understand that you're there to help them and that's another thing I learned a long time ago production we don't do the guys in the field make the money and you are there to help them do their jobs because they're the ones that are putting the bricks and mortar shit together you're there to manage them so treat these people with respect and they will run through a wall for you and I feel like some of the people in our management in particular don't understand that give people praise give people a pat on the back man it will make people stay those long hours it'll make people stay when they want to go home Treat people with dignity, man. We are humans. Just because you have a degree doesn't make you any better than someone that doesn't have one. True. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. And that's... I I, I felt like I learned that. I probably learned that the hard way. But it was definitely a good lesson. And it definitely made me more humble. Like, I, Granted, I, I still like nice shit. But it made me appreciate that way more than I would have if I would have succeeded at that time in life. Wait, say that again? So I, I said, I feel like I, um, I feel like I, I, had <coughs> to, I got humbled and I had to figure that out the hard way. I had to figure out that you know, just because you got some degree don't mean you don't make you shit, man. Motherfucker, like you, you still gotta earn this. Yeah, it don't stop. It don't stop here. You just went to school. That's all it was. You honestly didn't learn shit, <laughs> bro. No, it's like I've learned that in a lot of interviews. You know, the only thing I know, you know this because you probably interview people too. The only thing college does is show people you have the capacity to learn. That my thing, my whole philosophy about that is is that I don't even know that was the, whatever. <laughs> Um, my whole thought process behind that is that college says that you can start something hard and finish it. That's, true that's too. what it tells you. <clears throat> that's yeah. what it tells employers at least. Because you can start something and then finish it. You may take the long way, you may take the shorter way. And and depending on that depends on how you grow. That's true. <coughs> man, it's um it's just been interesting, man, because we got them completely off the nineties, but you know, we have gone off the nineties. But we went on the tangent. I got a very interesting message just now. Which is, Uh-oh. Um, so someone we know, okay, we work with, he's an admin. Um, I feel like as soon as I say this, you're probably gonna know who I'm talking about. But um, she asked, she was like, "What is your podcast?" And I'm tempted to say, "It's not my podcast." The Common Sense Podcast. I'll promote it. Oh, the then. She needs to know. They want to check it out? Uh, I think, she, yeah, she definitely does. And we'll talk off. off we'll talk area. offline. Yeah, we'll talk offline on who it is. But By the way, LB? Uh, no. Okay. CJ? And, yep. Yep. Figure that. Yep. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. She could probably be a guest. She'd be very, very... She'd probably be have some very interesting stuff to talk about. Yes. Honestly. 
She, yes, she is, bro. She is actually. dope, bro. She actually, is amazing she is. to be around. She is. Yeah, she's she amazing is. to be around. She is amazing to be around. If we ever have her on this podcast, I probably shouldn't say what I'm about to say though. All right, <laughs> we'll, we'll save that for later. We'll save that one for later. But no, we're we're talking to this. You know, we went on a tangent. We were talking about how 90s the 90s are completely foolish about dating but we had to that was something i needed to get out because that's been that's been kind of bubbling on me for a while but mm-hmm. ultimately as far as the 90s go man you know it was an era of love great music you know everyone had really it was all about it was more about love than about bitches and hoes for in, in the r&b <laughs> sector of it not in the rap right. sector oh it was that's hardcore the, well, true. i feel like even in the R&B sector it was, but it was, it was more sexualized to the point where it, it was it was good. Like, it wasn't like, like, I feel like, uh, how do I say this? I feel like the way that women were portrayed in a sexual tone in the '90s was very conservative versus how it is now versus reality and that too yes now and that too at that time i feel i don't feel like it's changed in the reality standpoint but if the way that is presented has definitely slip and slide all the way down to the bottom take it to the house i'm just saying instagram is a motherfucker we don't play take it to the house (laughs) Am I eight? <laughs> That's the way, the way. We-, we take it to the house. All right, but since we're on the nineties, let's talk about the nineties in general with the blessings and the curses. The nineties was an interesting era. You know, I was only I'm talking about the nineties like I was there. When nineteen ninety hit, I was like two and a half years old. So I really didn't know what was going on too much in the nineties. I can go back and look at the look at the movies and it was a lot of stuff about it was basically, from what I've seen, it was like, ain't too proud to beg with the temptation down on one knee. You know, I'm down on bending knee. You cheated on me in threes with <laughs> all of my me. homies. You cheated on me in threes. With Cheetos and cream cheese. But. Keep flowing. Yeah, but I mean, it's just, you know, it was the end of the day, like, you know what? I don't care. You could do whatever you want, you know, baby. Out, baby, it was, blame it all on me. I don't care if you just sleep with half the football team, you know. Blame it on me, you know. That's it was my true. fault. I, I, you know what? I, it was my fault. I didn't give you the attention you needed. It, yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, yeah, I, yeah, it was about that, and that wasn't real either. Unforgivable. It wasn't real either. No, you're 100 percent right. Like, like the '90s was like a, and music was great. It was awesome. But it was a complete deception. It really was. how reality was. Yes. Like, that was... None of that shit is real. Once And, and the sooner you realize that, the sooner you were better off. Because... Yeah. Because that shit was like a... It, it would mesmerize the weakest of people. And not to say that you're weak when you're young, but you're just naive. You're naive. You, yeah. you, you think that everything... I've had this conversation, too. You think that every... You think that just because you have positive intentions, that everyone has positive intentions, right. and that's not life. Yeah, my parents used to tell me that all the time. I mean, but I'm hard-headed, and I'm, I like to learn the hard way sometimes. That's, a, that's the best way to learn. Yeah, 
Because, because you, I mean, fool me once, right? As long as you keep that in mind, you're still going to progress. But sometimes you're just like, fuck, why didn't I listen to him with that one? I, I, like, you know when you're, you're actively being stubborn. Yeah. And then you remember that shit later on and you're like, fuck. I just spent all this goddamn money for no damn reason. Paying lawyers and shit. And now, yeah. Um. Uh, well, I don't know about the paying lawyers part, but um. Uh, yes. <laughs> it never got. It never got that real. But um. It didn't get there. But um. You know. Hey. We all have different experiences. Hey, we all have experiences. But Taco Bell make these little anemic ass burritos look so amazing. Yeah, they don't look like that. Taco Bell never look like that. Bruh, I'm gonna tell you this is another random bruh. You know the best burrito I've ever had in my life. Tell me. The first time when I went to LA, my grandmother, my grandmother Oh man, as soon as you said that that's <laughs> Oh yeah all you had to say. I was like I, I was on I was on I was on, <laughs> on the edge of my seat, like if you don't say nothing about California and we this is over. <laughs> bruh. We went to a little Mexican joint and bruh, I got a bean burrito. No meat. No meat. Beans. Mm-hmm. Bruh. If I had to pull out some dimensions, that burrito was about five by seven by like an inch and a half. Mm-hmm. Covered with cheese. Only beans. Cost like five seventy five. Yep. Bruh. One of the best burritos I've had in my yep. life. On a plate. Yep. No foil. They brought it out to you. The cheese was bubbling. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> Delicious, amazing. <laughs> you your eyes. You're reminiscing, bro. That shit was fucking amazing. <laughs> a bean burrito. Just beans. Just beans. Just Pinto imagine. beans just and imagine. spices. Just imagine. <laughs> oh just boy, it was so good. Yeah. Oh, yep. it was so amazing. Just imagine. I'm just saying, man. I was just waiting. I was sitting here like waiting for him to say it. Bro, oh, that shit was amazing. But you know what? Everything else was garbage. We had some ribs. What else was? Oh, you, oh there? This is when my yeah, grandma did no, my... No, no, no. Spanish food excels in California. Bro. I'm not really sure about all the other stuff. I, I did, so I did... What was this place? Somalian. Interesting. Yeah. It was actually right, really close to my, um, to my house where I was living when I was out there. Great food. I ended up going there like at least twice a, a week at some point. Hmm. It ended up being good. Also lived by an In-N-Out burger. And when I first got there, the shit was dope. But that shit's a fucking heart attack. I felt I, I felt like I was in the um, the boondocks when they had the Luther, Luther. burger. <laughs> yeah, Luther. I, that, yeah, Between two like. Krispy yeah. Kreme donuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I felt like. So I was like, you know what? I can't keep the shit up. I gotta start working out or doing something, <laughs> and I did. But I feel like you can't not work out in California when you live there. So you gotta do that. You gotta keep doing what you gotta do. You gotta keep enjoying the environment and being in the exteriors and seeing all the shit. Like I was having this conversation with somebody earth, uh, probably yesterday, talking about how. I mean, it's expensive. You are paying the sunshine tax but the shit that you can see all the shit that you can see this shit is amazing man 
Oh, out uh, in Cali? Yeah. From Cali. the from the beaches to the mountains. Like that shit's real. For you to be able to go from Tahoe in three hours to the beach in maybe an hour. Like you really can't beat that. Californication. Mm, yeah. That's a great show, by the way. I never seen a show, but You've the song by the, show? the song by the Red Hot Chili Peppers yeah, is what used to be my is, shit, is man. Dope, but the show is even better. I used to fuck with her the whole hurling. You over there, California, Kaden, huh? Break gonna kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, man. Like uh, I've been to L.A. twice. The first time I went visit my grandmother, we actually went fishing. Uh, the thing I saw, yeah. Off the uh, it was it was near Santa Monica Pier. I caught a little sea bass, and then the second time we went, of course, unfortunately, my grandmother passed, and uh, mm-hmm. we um, she had a bunch. She was a Jehovah's Witness, so they had a bunch of people come by and uh, made hot weather cornbread and all this stuff, and motherfucker stole a fucking clothes, mother some of the bitch. It was some shady shit going what? on, but um, <laughs> it, it it was it was some it was some sketchy shit going on, but uh, nah, man, like. You know what was cool? The first time I went to L.A. was in 97. Mm-hmm. And I saw a Tesla dealership. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what it was. In 97? Yeah. I saw a Tesla. Really? I was like, what is Tesla? Really? Yeah. Wow. It said Tesla. I was like, what is that? Okay. But like, and then we saw Roseworth Phantom here, a right turn, bro. We were walking around. Uh, we were in Beverly Hills. Just walking down the street. Right. And, bro, that car hit a corner. People stopped, like, slow motion, looking like, <gasps> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to see if I can find those photos, man. Like we you we took have a bunch photos of photos. Of it? What? Of when you saw the Tesla dealership? Oh yeah, I do actually. Yeah, oh, the Tesla. That's that's legit. Yeah, I haven't I, like I haven't. I'm gonna have to go back. It's one of my earliest Facebook albums. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and look. I actually have it on Facebook. But uh, nah, man. The second time we went when she passed, and uh, I mean it was it was crazy, man. But uh, this is we've gotten away from the '90s, man. But it's like you know. You know what was one of, you know me, which would make me realize life in general was interesting and just crazy at times. In the nineties, just in general, mm-hmm. Alzheimer's disease. Oh yes, both of my grandmother, and that's one of my greatest fears is that my mom, but it runs in our family because both both of this doesn't run in my family, but that is one of my fears with my mom because I feel like she's starting to forget stuff, and that does scare me. Both of my grandmothers had Alzheimer's. I saw my uh, my grandmother, my mom's side, forget a name, forget names, and didn't know whoever Did it was. See the whole progression from like yeah. when she was good to when she wasn't. Mm-hmm. See, that's yeah, that's crazy. And then I saw my mom there, The Rock. Then uh, she, my mom's a solid, one of the most solid people I've ever met in my fucking life. Mm-hmm. And then um, I saw my grandma Mildred, and she also heard spending around dancing, and she was went to a childlike state, man. Wow. And they go to a childlike state, and it's just. It makes you, and that, and like I said, the death of, I'm going to be frank, like the death of my little cousin was harder than the death of my dad because you, it's different when you see it coming. Mm-hmm. When you don't see it coming is when it hurts and it shocks it hurts, shocks you. But true. it just makes you really sit sit back and take a look at it. And that's why, I like, man, like uh, I look back at my life and I look back, I look at where I am now look at some of the relationships I've had with people and the situations and it's like you know what if things go south you know if I get dumped if a person feels they have something better if a person think I'm good enough the reality is that life goes on 
And you can't continue to hold grudges about things that don't work out, things that don't go your way. Because at the end of the day, first and foremost, people are going to move on. And whenever they doing whatever they do, bouncing up and down, going in and out with whoever they with, they're not thinking about you anyway. Life is not static. It isn't. It's dynamic. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to evolve. And that's like even now, when I run into work situations that don't make sense and that's that's part of and i've realized that's part of two of the biggest things when i've ever talked to people it's being a self-starter and having a can-do attitude and you don't really you think that it's just cliche but when you get put in the situations where you have to get things done and you have no direction you have to be a self-starter to get things done or when you're facing and i know you face this shit every damn day in your position mm. like basically when you're facing things that seem like you can't fucking get over them like the shit I'm I'm dealing with right now and building too with this fucking in, impenetrable mound of issues mounted eight feet over my fucking head. Mm. It's like the reality is that I can sit and complain as much as I want to, or I can start contacting our subs, but hey man, you need to help me out with this. Mm. You need to find a way to help me get this done. I will assist you in any way that I can, but we have to get things done. I don't care how we do it. We may have to, we got to play the game. Yeah, you got to play the game. Hey man, we both know what time it is. So there ain't no need to be, ain't no need to be fooling around. Like we ain't going nowhere but clothes until you fucking put the shit the way you need to go put it. So like, yeah, I mean, uh, we can play with statuses and all this, but ultimately things have to be done and you know exactly what I'm, you're going to have to go figure this shit out. Yeah. You know, we know what time it is. So. We can sit here. We can sit and look stupid, or we can just get things done. You know, what do you prefer? Exactly, because no matter what's going on, we're still going to be doing that. But either way, what's on your mind, Lamar? I feel like I've been just running it, man, and just blah, 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 you know. My mind is, is how to figure out my next, like, not well, what I mean by, like, not just vaguely what my next step is, but, like, how do I, like, start getting to the point where I can jump I want to I want to be able to float and and I want to be let me put it this way I feel like in my 20s I was very I was able to go travel around the US and I feel comfortable no matter where I go in the US so I want to be comfortable and no matter where I go in the world and how do I start that process? That's where I'm at. Mentally right now. I need to figure out what I need to do next. To either like move somewhere further. And like how does that leapfrog to the next thing. That I want to do. And I feel like that's a process. But I'm still going to have to figure that out. And that's part of that challenge. Is... If I start making that, making that jump now, if I start making that jump now, and I go full on with it, that with the knowledge I have right now, part of that scares me in where I would, where I will actually end up. What do you mean? What do you mean it scares you? Scares me in the in the sense that. Um, when I got to the point where I'm at right now, I was highly motivated because of things that were going on in my life. Mm -hmm. So if I put myself in that same mindset, it scares me in in the sense of 
I feel comfortable now. And am I going to put myself in another position where I'm going to be... I, I like being uncomfortable. And I feel like I like it too much to where when I... I can answer your question. What? You will. Uh, yeah. Because you don't have a choice. Yeah. You're I've right. seen... I mean, ultimately... I mean, right. I look at like I look at like this. You're right about that. I'm a very firm believer in kindred spirits, and I believe if you truly connect with somebody, it's because you have a lot of something else in common. Mm-hmm. I look at the people I connect with. Some of my best friends, we may not have the same entrepreneurial spirit, mm-hmm. but we have similar spirits and kindness and how we believe in treating people how people should be treated. Mm-hmm. I have connections with people that are entrepreneurial spirits. I have connections and with people that have a certain love for women. I have connections with people that have a love, a certain love for food. I mean, we have, we all connect with people on different levels, but at the end of the day, there is one thing that centrally connects us. And like I said, when you told me about the deal with the supplies and stuff being sent overseas and stuff, okay, this dude has, this dude has an idea what the hell he wants. This dude is running shit. And ultimately because he fails to brown paper bags as a guy do, he's probably not going to get the acknowledgement that he receives. Mm-hmm. So, at the end of the day, uncomfortable. Your money is going. I can tell you because I feel the exact same way. It's been a story of my life. Your money is going to be made in your uncomfortable in the in your uncomfort zone. Yeah. But the reality is that at this point, you've already proven that you can fucking navigate your uncomfort zone. True. So well. So ultimately, it's just about when you're ready to when when you're ready to completely launch. And that's where that that's you you explained it perfectly. And I I haven't. I've known that, but I just haven't ver- said it verbally. But that is exactly what that is. I have, I know that I'm gonna get to an uncomfortable point, and some, and it, in some aspects, in some aspects, I feel like being uncomfortable in that sense makes <coughs> motivates me so much to where I'm good with just not. I'm good with just being like I would get. To, I would get back to the point of sleeping in my car. That's, to go do something. I mean, sometimes, hey, man, that's part of the. I mean, that's you know, part of the struggle. And that's, that's part, part of the, the journey. Struggle. That's yeah, part of the journey, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. <coughs> but I'm also very comfortable right now. Comfort and, and comfort is it. I feel like I also feel like there's two things with that. There's comfort and being content with what you're gonna go do. That's true. And you can be comfortable and not and not content and still be motivated. But if you're content, then you are, you restrict yourself from actually pushing to the point of where you're going to go get what you're actually going to go after. Do you believe that content, being content breeds laziness? Yes. I'm not going to disagree with that. Yes. I completely think that because I, feel, I don't feel like you should, I don't feel like you should like, sh- you can be content in some things and not content in others. But being content on where, not where you exactly stand in life, but like where you are mentally and and what you've done as a whole. It's no longer linear at at this point, right? Yeah. You're not, no, all the things that you're going to hit is no longer linear. Everything spreads out. But if you're content in that situation and life and you're happy as a person, both mentally and physically and all that, then there's nothing wrong with that. But no, if, but if you're cont- I keep seeing this post over and over again. How do you how you grow up? Bro- how are you broke and still lay in bed? I keep seeing that shit all the time, and that's a very I mean not 
from every not from all aspects but you are if you are in that mindset to where you're like i'm very content with being nothing right now you don't have to be broke in money but you can be broken spirit broken in your mindset yeah and if you if you're broke and you're still saying i'm just sit here and, and embellishing this not wrong word sitting here and just relax and be good with this and not try to progress what the fuck are you doing nothing well yes but you can't be around me you gotta grow from people on both sides right people above you and people below you you can learn shit from from everybody but what does that person actually have to give to you yeah it's one of the biggest unfortunately that's one of the uh it's the mystery, but it's part of the journey and it's part of the excitement. I'm going to learn from somebody. I want to learn from somebody. This is true. And you know, you know, what's one of the, uh, one of the hardest things that it's, um, you know, it's, you know what? I'm not going to say that it's, it's difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to say that dealing with, I've always, I've always felt like, Dealing with people has been is the big dealing with people has been the biggest challenge in my life because life typically is not hard. You can go through life, you know, you could just sit in sitting up in your room like Brandy, <laughs> working on a computer, working remotely, making money, you know, sure. working on computer code. But the reality is that life happens outside of your comfort zone, and mm-hmm. learning to deal with people that you don't deal, traditionally deal with is going to make you that much more marketable and that much more valuable. Exactly. So it's. I'd yeah. much rather, yeah. You've got to grow from the people around you is what it comes down to. This is true. You've got to grow from the people around you. And if you're not growing from the people that are around you, in, in some aspect, you're failing because you're wasting time. We only have an infinite amount of time in this life, and everybody's just different. Finite. Nobody, uh, finite. There you go. Yeah. And you don't know when you're done. So if you don't know when you're done... You might as well keep going until you know, or you don't know. You really won't know. But keep pushing. There's no reason to stop pushing. Because if you're not pushing, then what the fuck are you actually doing? All right, give me one. (laughs) Hold that pose. (laughs) Wow. Perfection. Was it perfect? It was. (laughs) It was. That's fucking hilarious. It's perfect. Yeah, fuck my fix. Fucking fix my eyes though. Damn. <laughs> you fix the eyes, we could take another one. <laughs> but no, nah, man, it's uh, I've always, I've, I mean, no, I'm not gonna say I always do because if if you would have met me ten years ago, you would not think I'm the person, dude. I was completely, and I, I put this out. I'm talking talk a little loud. I need to back it up. I, I'm uh, I'll tell this to any of my people. It's like, dude. If you would have met me post my, uh, I'm going to be real with it. Like what caused me to break out of my shell was I lost. I'm not going to say I lost my, no, it didn't have to do with losing my virginity. Mm-hmm. It had to do with the fact that when I went to uh, my first internship and I'll tell you, I interned at Walmart home office, mm-hmm. I got put in a situation where I knew zero people. I was in Northwest Arkansas, nine hours away from home. In Arkansas? Benton, yeah, Benton County, Arkansas, man. Walmart home office, dude. Money. Every year. 
Twenty mm percent -hmm. bonuses. Wow. People pulling out new cars every every March. Boys getting paid up in Benton County, and then Tyson Chicken. Mm -hmm. Tyson Chicken's home office is in the office of Arkansas as well. So you got Tyson and Walmart. But uh, so dude, who made you leave that? <sighs> there has to be a really good reason. And I know. No, I mean no, no. It's like, I mean. What I mean is that there's a there is a good reason for the time in that in, in your life to which that happened. No, like I internship with I internship. I interned with Walmart my first my sophomore year and my junior year. Okay. And uh, my first year was in real estate design, my second year was in uh stormwater environmental compliance. Mm -hmm. I knew all the hiring managers, but I was a I was a stickler for loyalty. Mm -hmm. My first job out of college I was working at came out as a field engineer. I was making forty seven five. Mm -hmm. Walmart Home Office would have paid me sixty five to be. They wanted me. They wanted me to interview to be a remodel construction manager. What? They would have paid me sixty five a grand a year, and given that I would have been a manager, mm -hmm. I had the title of manager. I would have been eligible for a fifteen to twenty percent twenty percent bonus based on sales. That's coming out of college. Out of college, Walmart Home Office called me three months after. Um, my first and this I'm in uh, now that I'm thinking about this, this really has played a very strong, a very strong uh, part in how I look at opportunities and stuff. Now, yeah, it 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 Walmart it molded your perception. Walmart called me three months after I had already started my job to mm -hmm. come interview for the position, mm -hmm. and I knew all the hiring managers, but I didn't want to leave my first company because I wanted to be faithful. And I, I didn't want to leave. I can respect that. And it cost me $18,000. And ever since then, what I learned is that ultimately. There's no loyalty in that it, There's, shit. there's no only loyalty. loyalty to yourself. Exactly. The only loyalty is to yourself. And it took and you me. Are, and and I, I think that hit for me was when I watched. Not when I, I mean, not that it hit at that point. But like it resonated at that point when I was watching uh, the Cat Williams when he was like, um, "You are your number one star player. You yeah, gotta look out for yourself. Yeah, at the end of the day, you looking out for you." But you know what hit me uh, hit me similar to that? Mm -hmm. All of these people like, man, this is a great company. You need to know that this is a great company. I can see myself working. Yeah, man. All these people that were telling me about how good this company was have worked for five and six other companies before they came to that company. Mm -hmm. So you're so selling, some, yeah. you're selling me on you, you profit or you have something to gain from me staying here. Mm -hmm. That is why you are selling this company. Mm -hmm. Not because you truly believe in it, right? because it is beneficial for you to get me to stay. Mm -hmm. Once I realized that it's like, you know what? You can call me what you want. The reality for me is I have my own goals. And as we said before, I don't, Hopefully no one hears this and I, I'm not going to get fired because of people that are too busy with the heads up their asses to hear what's happening anyway. But <laughs> the reality is that I have to look out. As you said, I am my number one, my me and my mama rest in peace player. to my dad. Yep. They are my number one fan. They mm -hmm. want me to do what makes me happy. And ultimately yeah. we yep. are our number one fans. We are our number one star player. And I truly believe the only unconditional love you have is from the woman that born you. And even then, some of them are trash. Mm -hmm. But, and a, a guy made me realize this on the channel I was listening to, Kevin Samuels. He doesn't want unconditional love. Love is typically conditional. And that's just the way life goes. Mm -hmm. You know, ultimately, you have to take care of yourself. And these people, you know, when you're working 70, 80 hour weeks, man, I need to get this project done. They're fishing. Or they're with their mistress. Right. 
they're they're doing something else. They ain't working. Yep. Some of them are, many of them are not. And the reality is that that's just how it goes. You work to put yourself in the position so that that low-level guy has to work 80 hours a week to make his money while you are working seven hours, going home, going fishing, calling in sick Friday because you, you have 40 you PTO days. working for somebody else to yeah. enjoy life. Pretty much. And that's the ultimate pyramid scheme if you want to talk about it in that sense. I'm not going to disagree with that. That's literally what it is. You are working hard at the bottom. The person at the top is enjoying life and, and popping champagne like Ben Pimpin. Pretty much, man. That's how that shit works. That's how that shit works. How long have we been recording? Uh, only 50 minutes. Okay. That's not bad. Mm-mm. We had a... Yeah, I love when I need people. There's nothing more refreshing than when you need people to take care of something for you and you get excuses as to why it's not done. <laughs> this is why I, I have go to professional people that... um, I'm not going to say professional people, but people what I can control the quality of what I want done and I don't have to worry about it. I don't... I don't <sighs> it's just like when I'm going to talk to some people like, hey, man, you know, we don't have enough personnel... And you know when this happens, like, well, you know what, buddy? If I look at this Gantt chart, um, it seems to me like you need to be done by the end of September. So um, <laughs> I'm just gonna ignore. It yeah, I'm. Say. I'm just gonna not pay attention to what you just told me and have the expectation that you're gonna be able to get this done. And if you can't get this done, you need to send a formal letter fighting you, explaining your case, because otherwise, I'm not trying to hear you complaining over the phone. Official correspondence is a son of a gun, ain't it? I don't want to hear your whining. I just want solutions. <laughs> That's going to be a very interesting gig for him. Who's that? You know what we're talking about. You know exactly what we're talking about. Oh, trying to trying to unscrew a screwed up situation? Oh, not even that. Just the way he moves on to. It's going to be a very interesting situation. We can talk about that offline. Yeah, we can talk about that offline. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of not following, and I don't want to put any names out there, yeah. even though the douchebags aren't listening to this. And it's Return of the Mac. Boy, this is... I f- dude, like, bro. All right, here's, now, here's a legit question. Mm-hmm. In the greatest songs of all time, where do you rank Return of the Mac? The full seven... The full seven... Return uh, of the what? Return of the Mac. The full seven-minute edition. Where do you rank Return of the Mac? And Return of the Mac... Top five. Top five. Top five. Top five. Pretty much. Boy, this used to be this. Boy, I never forget growing up as a kid when my dad used to have us fishing for six straight years of my life. Every Saturday we were going fishing. Every Saturday. Every damn every Saturday in the big blue I van. Mean, I honestly wish I would have went fishing when I was younger. Man, bro, like I don't, I don't, I don't speak on it, bro. Like, dude, I used to fish like 
That's why I said if I ever move back down to the Gulf Coast mm -hmm. and you find yourself in the Gulf Coast, you better hit me up, man. We go get on some fishing, cast netting, everything. I miss it, man, because it's like, but you got a fishing pole? Not here, all my stuff is at home. Mm. I had, we had cast nets, fucking know. nets, everything, yeah, man. Pole I was looking it. into it. The only what stopped me from going. We can well, just chill like at a dock or something, just like fish around here. I just wanna, I wanna get the technique down. I wanna, I wanna. You know who would be one of your prime people? You already know what I'm about to say, Jack. M? Mm hmm? Okay, I can see that. He's, bro, have you ever, you ever saw him talk to him? Uh, which one, young or old? Young. Oh, okay. Not for a very long time. Bro, he is, he is like cool as hell. He is. He's he, real, and I, he's, I, I've, I've had conversations with him. He's really he, smart. He's yeah. really, he doesn't fit in. He doesn't, he, <laughs> he, doesn't. He, he doesn't fit in. That's why it's, it's, it's weird that he's gonna, he's gonna go field side, but. I mean, I respect it too because he he can enough to be he can to get do. it done. Yeah, he can get it done. He can get it done. I respect it because knowing what I know now, I would have went the other way. My, it's like man, for me, and that's what would frustrate. One of the biggest things that frustrates me, and we've talked about this before, is man, we know we've talked about this offline and on here, like dude. I've been in the trenches. Mm. I've been behind computer screens for 16 hours. And it kills me when I come and I look at something that's elementary. Mm. And somebody looks at you like you don't know. And that, oh, that kills me. Because it's like, dude, I've done more than you've ever seen. <laughs> but because you have chosen to be in the same position for four plus years, that gives you a level of authority, even though you are not knowledgeable outside of anything that is within your... That's 300 the, foot radius. Yeah, the, the break in the system, especially for where we're at right now. That is the break in the system. The break in the system is that, well, in in most cases, if you're if you're there and you ride it, you will keep going up. But that's not the reality of it. That's not how that shit works. I mean. That's not how it. That's not how it should work. True. Yeah, it's not how it should work. True. I'm glad you bust that light out because uh, it's getting dark and I was starting to get sleepy. Yeah, I know. That's why I bust the light out. <laughs> I don't. All right, let's take a, let's take a pause for the call. Yeah, let's take.